0: Welcome to the Supremely Intercontinental PuckCast, a podcast about fake little hockey guys. I'm your host, Ian Constable, GM of the Banff Rockies. Welcome to the PuckCast, everyone. Tonight, I'll be talking with Mike Franceschini, GM of the Edmonton Supertimes, as well as Jeff Prozeller, GM of the Havana Revolution. We will be discussing the Canadian Conference and World Conference Finals. So, Let's get started right away here with Mike Franceschini, GM of the Edmonton Supersonics. I'd now like to welcome to the show Mike Francescini, GM of the Edmonton Supersonics, your co-commissioner, and team that just had a series against the team that we're going to be talking about here, the uh, Fredericton Express. Mike, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I am great. How about you?
0: I am doing really well, thank you. So, of course, we're talking about the uh, Canadian Conference Finals. And we have Fredericton, the Fredericton Express, GM Mark McRae, our Commissioner of the SICHL. Versus the Nova Scotia Schooners GM Eric Schneider, uh, actually two-time defending champion Eric Schneider, um, the villain of the SSHL. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Okay. So let's uh, let's get into uh, into this series. And first off, have these two teams played before in the uh, in the playoffs?
1: They have indeed. Back in 2014 and 2015, uh, the Nova Scotia Schooners defeated the Fredericton Express uh, four games to two. Um, you know, that was a little bit before Nova Scotia went on their run. I remember they were pretty competitive team um, for a couple of years that year and were always frustrated that they couldn't get over the hump so to speak and Fredericton was a couple years removed from their own championship and uh i guess they were maybe hanging on a little bit and i guess it would it would have been a pretty big series back then in the cor- conference quarters so that i guess that's the uh first first round so it would have been a good first round matchup absolutely and
0: how about this year well i mean 2014-15 that was a uh, quite a while ago so we probably won't be seeing any players on either team that were that were in that series.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't do that research, but yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's that's okay. I don't <laughs> I don't think there would be. I think there's been probably enough turnover on both teams where we wouldn't see any of the same guys. But uh, how about this year in the regular season? How they uh, how they fare against each other?
1: So they met each other four times, um, all before game all before day one forty five. So I guess probably the first two thirds of the season. Um, Fredericton took this took the series three games to one, but the one loss was an overtime loss. So. Safe to say that Fredericton pretty much handled Nova Scotia all year. Um, Not a huge surprise. Fredericton was a big, uh, they were basically a powerhouse all season, whereas the Schooners uh, started off pretty slow. And Mm -hmm. a lot of these games were, like I said, earlier in the season. So, you know, Nova Scotia made all their trades and did all their damage kind of in the back half of the season. And yeah. I don't know if the data can really tell us a whole lot about that, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, Nova Scotia really had a start, uh, slow start to the season. So um, to finish where they did, they definitely came on strong later on. They right, did. I'm going to take a look at uh, the injuries on both teams. And right off the bat here, Fredericton is in a little bit of trouble on defense as their top two defensemen are out for... Uh, this series, and even if they move on uh, to the finals, um, their second second best defenseman will be gone even for that as well. So, Dougie Hamilton out for this series for sure. Yeah, uh, their yep. number one defenseman. Um, great offensive numbers. His uh, his defensive rating for a top D man isn't uh, isn't the best. It's okay, um, just below average. Or below average for a top guy, but boy, he has really good offensive uh, stats. Connor Murphy is an absolute shutdown defenseman. That those that pairing that's going to hurt.
1: I was just going to say, I think I think it's the pairing that he's missing, yeah. right? Like it's right. not so much it's not so much one or the other. Yeah. I think it's the fact that both are gone that is is scary for him. I mean, not like I did anything with it, considering I just got swept by him, but. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's going to hurt against a team like the Schooners, I think.
0: Absolutely. Now, the Schooners actually have some injuries on their side as well. So I'm looking here, and the Thomas Hurdle will be definitely out for the first two games. If he's really, like, if Nova Scotia is really hurting after two games, if they're down two games to zero, they may play him in game three. But that would be, I think they'd need to be in a bit of trouble to play him because... You'd hate to play somebody, and then uh, when they're not at 100, percent and then getting injured and out again for the rest of the series. Uh, Tuukka Rask, their top goalie, if you if you want to say that. Which top goalie? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> they have a couple, yeah. uh, but Tuka Rask could be back in four games. Um, he but he's out definitely for the first three, I would say. Brian uh, not Brian Campbell. Uh, um, Jack Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, Jack Campbell's out uh, for the series. Uh, on defense, this one will hurt. Shea Weber's out for the rest of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Leonard can play if he wants to play him right now. Um, but that's okay because he's still got uh, his, James Reimer. James Reimer mm-hmm. ready to go, who is pretty much just at the same level of all as all those other goalies that we just talked about here. So um his injury, his injuries may not hurt him too badly there, Weber, of course, but uh, the other injuries it's not as bad as you might hear uh, somebody saying for injuries for a certain team that is absolutely stacked everywhere else as well. so yep. yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, definitely those injuries on the back end are definitely going to hurt Freddie. Um, that that's really tough to recover from.
1: Uh, yes, it is um yeah he's he's mostly a goal scoring by committee team, but uh, we'll get to why none of that might matter so in in a little bit I think so yeah
0: okay, so just looking at past uh the, both these teams have won championships and we know that uh, Nova Scotia has actually won the last two yes but, but Fredericton has won as well.
1: Yes, they did. They won um, back in 2013 in the asterix season. So um, I think this year Mark is somewhat motivated to win his first legit championship.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know he loves it when everybody reminds him of that, but uh, you know, facts are facts. I mean that that regular (laughs) season that year broke all of our records and. I think everybody knows that something was janky in the sim that year. So Three losses, if I'm
0: not mistaken. I wasn't uh, running for that one, no. but it uh, sounded like three losses that entire year. Did he lose in the playoffs that year?
1: Uh, yeah, he did. I think there's oh, only okay. one team that's 16-0, and 0, and um, oh, okay. that was Guy one year. Right. Um, another maybe glitch in the, in the matrix, but uh, uh, yeah, I think that's a, obviously that can never be broken, but I don't think it'll ever be matched. That 16 and 0 uh, playoff run. I,
0: I'm. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if there was
1: a goal that was unassisted that year. Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, we we we've looked. Uh, I don't think it's a thing. But anyway, that's beside the point.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going a bit off topic here, but yeah, just talking about glitches. Um, yes. 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 <laughs> All right, so why don't you talk first about uh, Fredericton, the, the team that you just played? Yeah. Maybe give us the rest of us a little bit of insight into this team that is that rolled through the regular season, and it looks like they're just continuing to roll in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, it's not like I can, you know, give any insight on how to beat them, because I did not and i was quite disappointed at that i figured that i would at least get one win um i know my team wasn't the deepest but i think it was built right and um getting swept by him was somewhat humbling uh i don't think i was expecting to win the whole thing or anything but uh yeah he's he's got uh he's got a pretty good team um he uh he's kind of scoring by committee uh, if you take, like, a quick look at the regular season stats, you know, all of the all of the um, guys that you would expect were leading in all of the different categories. You know, Pasternak's got 40 goals. Wierenski and uh, Blue Lions got 45 assists. Uh, Pasternak with 80 points. Chandler Stevenson, reasonably useful utility guy with 27, uh, plus 27 uh heronic okay that's a little bit weird with some of his defense but he's got heronic at 22 31. uh but then we've got the x factor and that's andre vasilevsky who similar to the uh, other week um he's just kind of doing it all on his own and um you know he doesn't have to in the playoffs here um all of those uh usual suspects actually kind of drop off the list you've got Channel Stevenson is all of a sudden your most offensive player with six goals and twelve assists. Jared Spurgeon or six goals and twelve points. Jared Spurgeon with seven assists. Uh, Derek Forbort. I mean, I guess if you don't have your top pairing defense, it's going to be somebody else who's going to get the odd pluses there. Uh Spurgeon taking the uh taking all of those minutes. And um uh Andre Vasilevsky basically holding down the fort and uh getting all the wins and it's uh you know i i always get nervous when you rely that much on goaltending but um i also have a hard time seeing how an 83 rated goaltender is going to lose you that many games even if even if you can get through uh one or two like bryce managed to in the first round they're gonna be a hard team to beat in seven games and You know, as deep as as deep as Nova Scotia is basically at every position, they still they still got to get through Vasilevsky. And I don't know, man. Yeah. 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 I agree with that 100 percent.
0: And and I'm looking here and (laughs) the Vasilevsky's stats across the board or his his ratings across the board are just incredible. But man, it's a huge drop off. After Vasilevsky in net, oh, like, like if it he gets is, hurt or something, like be a, it, be it, a shame it,
1: it, if something happened to him. Is that what no, you're saying? Like, <laughs> if,
0: like if he gets tired or something, right. I think you have got to play him. If he get, I, I don't oh. know. Like I, I was just saying in in the other uh, talking about the world uh, final, and you know, I'm oh maybe he should be resting this guy. He's got a decent backup. But, you know, you don't want to play a a, a tired guy and and risk losing him. I think he's got to play. I don't know myself. Uh, if I was doing it, I think I might even be playing him if he was tired, just because I would not have the call right. in the in the backup is what I'm saying. But I mean, everybody plays their uh, their players differently. Um yeah. Some pe- some people play a guy at 96 uh, 96 health, and other people won't play them at if they're at 99, right? So so who knows? And I'm the last one that should be telling anyone how. to like how to do it because I I was out in the first round of course, but um I mean, it, it's it's a big drop off to number two at goal. But that first goalie is it is amazing.
1: Vasilevsky yeah.
0: is yeah yeah I think I
1: think I think um, playing tired is a little bit less of a thing in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. Um, okay. you know I think that some of the injuries like you might get. You might get pulled from a game or whatever as as an injury at like 96 percent or whatever if you're tired but you're generally ready to go that's just kind of like the situation that happens in the other league as well mm-hmm. like guys just kind of get a little bit fatigued they get pulled from a game uh and then or you know whatever they pull themselves from the game because they get injured and then i think mm-hmm. That by the time you get back into it, um, they're kind of good to go for the next game. I had those situations that with my goalie uh, Olmark, um, he was injured basically all year. He kind of put it together right at the end for getting me into the playoffs, and then I just ruled him in the playoffs, and uh, it worked out pretty good. Right, I'm sure. I'm sure at this point right now, though, Eric is lamenting the fact that the uh, the lineup editor doesn't allow him to like assign. Vander Kane or Boone Jenner to just ben run over SLS every every <laughs> single shift because I think I think everybody in this league can agree that if any GM would actually tell his players to do that, it would be Eric. <laughs> uh,
0: well, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the other the other thing I'm looking at here with uh, Freddie Afters is um I, I don't know if this uh, is a huge factor in the playoffs, but the experience and leadership of this group is not as high as I'd expect. Um, they, they like I said, they rolled through the regular season, uh, and it sure didn't affect them too much in so far in the playoffs this year. But mm. uh, there is not there is not a ton of experience and leadership on this team.
1: I'm that's yeah,
0: and that's Wheeler. After Mike that, Wheeler, it's not, uh,
1: it's yeah, they've, I, uh, Killorn's, I mean, Killorn's not bad, right. um, you know, Pasternak actually seems reasonably low, yes. considering, considering his, uh, real-life counterpart, um, you know, Eric Hall of Fame, uh, is, uh, so-so, uh, Zuccarello, but yeah, and then, like, all of their experience on defense i guess spurgeon's got some but got the rest some. of it the rest of it is all in uh, hamilton injured. and murphy who aren't playing yeah, the it,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so and then uh and and then in then goal, not, not yeah, i mean it's
0: okay it's not in the 50s but but yeah. it's not what you'd hope for your number one
1: guy i I feel, I feel like the experience and leadership on the goalie side is um it must be uh weighted differently because <laughs> uh, um What goalie that just won two back-to-back Stanley Cups in real life is going to get 66 experience? Yeah, that doesn't right exactly.
0: I mean, of course, it has probably a ton to do with his age, and then, but that's really yeah, yeah, it's not really the best uh, um, the best way to 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 rate it if you're just going by age or just number of games played, right? Right. Anyways. Yeah, uh, in the playoffs, we'll see. Uh, I guess that leads into uh, looking at Nova Scotia. And Nova Scotia, that is one thing that I saw, is that across the board, this team has excellent leadership and experience uh, all the way down the lineup here.
1: Yep. Uh, even for the playoffs, guys, you might guys say. guys that won't
0: be playing, right? The, the The guys that are on the bench. You did not have it. You
1: did not have it so that's fun. important that your black aces have a lot of experience. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, so, yeah, right? so so this is sorry, this is like this is the sort of thing that stands out. Like Cogliano with an 88, 93 experience in leadership. Right. That's you know, that's considerably better than Pasternak. And I believe right. that right. Uh, one of those guys has a Stanley Cup and the other one doesn't. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, interesting, but yeah, it seems like Eric definitely built this thing for a long playoff run.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and good on them that they could do they could do some even more damage. But uh, let's look at some of these guys right right off the top. Two, two lines, three lines. I mean, I think on the third line, I don't think we've dropped below seventy three yet. Maybe seventy two. Um, it's it's just so deep so deep up front even missing hurdles they're so deep up front um and then you go to the back end and again you lose shea weber you still have uh i mean nathan Bolo is is a good rated like for a 68 he's got good numbers here i i'm fine putting in a guy with AD defense and uh just you know average numbers and passing and scoring because all he's going to be there to do is just play on a um I don't know if he even makes his penalty kill, but, uh, um, you know, just deep again. But in goal, what Eric's missing is that elite guy this year. He's got a lot that are good, mm-hmm. but but nothing great and nothing elite, right? So, so that's what's going to – I think that's what could hold Eric back in this one. Um, because when you look at the defense, and and I look at it compared to Freddie, uh, the defense isn't that far off. I think I don't think there's much much of a difference between the two teams on defense. Um, th- he does have some really solid defensive rating guys, but uh, but without Weber there, it's it's quite quite even. I would say up front. This team is this team is uh, just built like a rock, mm-hmm. but after that, there there there's holes in the in the
1: for sure. Uh, you know, I as much as I hate to admit it, I think you're being a little bit uh, <laughs> you're playing a little bit of possum there because this team is pretty stacked, um, like. Yeah, the goalie situation is not great, but who's he worried about on Fredericton to really get a lot of points on him? That's a good. Point. I think I, I think that's kind of on uh, on that side of things. I think that you can survive with Leonard and Reimer and Rask if he comes back sometime soon, which he probably mm-hmm. will. Um, you know, the defense I think I do think is considerably deeper than Freddie's, um, even with the two injuries that like, or especially with the two injuries that Freddie took. Um, you know, yeah, Weber is uh, hurt, but I think Bolio is a pretty effective number of six. And um, just looking at uh, Fredericton's depth on defense here, I mean, you know, Spurgeon's, Spurgeon I like, uh, Hironic, okay, he's got some pretty good ratings, so I guess I can see why he led the league uh, or led team in minutes. Lindgren got some generous ratings there. I think a lot of these guys are like decent middle pairings, but he doesn't have like he doesn't have like Josie and Carlson and Morrissey and even Helmars- uh Yelmarsen. Like it's pretty deep defense. <laughs> so oh,
0: Jarmelson is an, is incredible, like a ninety nine right. defensive rating. Right. Um, yeah, for, if that's my team. He's he's always. Yeah, he might be in the top pair. Um, he's always in the top two pairs for sure, and there of course he's leading your leading your PK right. So, yeah. um, But Waranski on um on Fredericton has some nice numbers across the board. His defense isn't isn't great, but I mean, but he has there's your uh, there's your power play guy, and he's got some other guys to go with him on the power play. Um, he's a lot deeper than I than I thought he was on defense, even missing those two. You're looking at either uh, Yokoharu or Sigtaller as your sixth guy, and Sigtaller's got a ninety defensive rating.
1: Yeah, that's true, but okay. I don't I don't like a lot of what else he's got, right? So right. this this is kind of the thing. Like it's all about deployment. He's got to figure mm-hmm. out how to deploy these guys in the best way against uh, Eric's team, and he does have um, good guys, but I guess in in uh, Mark's in Mark's situation he has to decide does he want the guy who's a little bit offensive with some with uh, a lot of defense or does he want the guy who's more offensive with uh less defense versus uh, eric who just says well i'm just gonna pick both guys who have both yeah. Right. Like he does that. He doesn't have to make the decision. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, all of all of Eric's guys are just kind of they'll, they'll beat you any way that they want. And uh, I think that's kind of unfortunate for Eric or for Mark. Because. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, his top two defensive ratings on on defense are his uh, are his six and six and seven. Right. Really. Uh, but, I mean, Personally, I'm putting one of them in ahead of Yoki Haru. So they're both right. in for me, but right. um, yeah, that's that's tough because I mean, Jared Spurgeon's right up there with him. He's pretty close with them, and of course, yeah. he's gonna be your number one guy the way through. Um, uh, but who do you play with him? Do you do right. you do you try to stop that uh, juggernaut in uh, in the offensive in Nova Scotia,
1: or are you trying to punch back a little bit too, right? Right? right uh, yeah like like he's got guys to uh he's he's got defensemen who know how to play defense mm-hmm. but um f- for almost every one of them there's like you know there's like an imperfect player there and you're just right. kind of like you know you're, you're you're dealing with it it's like a defense full of cody cc's right to be like <laughs> in edmonton right like yeah. the guy's good and like he does his job but is he your number one no he isn't <laughs> yeah uh, he just does uh, enough to be decent. And I think that that's what that pretty much sums up a lot of uh, a lot of Mark's defensemen. I mean, obviously, Wierenski in real life, I think, is better than he sims. Um, and, but on Eric's side, he's got a lot of guys who just kind of sim well. And it's just too much.
0: Yeah, the Hamilton and Murphy are just huge blows for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. If mean, he that, gets that...
1: if he got those back, if somehow oh. he could get both of those guys back, <laughs> then I'm re- readjusting. And again, not because I think that um you know, like I think it's the pairing, right? Yeah. Because like even if he just got Hamilton back, you're still kind of like he's my number one defenseman, but he doesn't quite have the ratings where you want them. Yeah. And then uh but Murphy for sure, it's like, yeah, that's a guy who would definitely help against that Nova Scotia offense and right. yeah yeah that, yeah but
0: okay so so up front I think we're agreed that Nova Scotia though um definitely has the uh advantage yes uh, and and it, that's not to say that uh, Fredericton is not a uh it's not a good and deep team up front that's just to say that Nova Scotia is stupid up front yes okay yeah, we're agreed there. Yep. <laughs> that is <a, laughs> the a bounty of riches that no team yes. ever have up front. Okay. But then we go to the back end and it's a clear win for um for Fredericton uh, in in goal.
1: Well, I was gonna say how far back end are you talking? Yeah, defense to the, to back the, end. I still the, I'm still giving the, it the, to Nova Scotia. It, yeah. Go all the way back to defense. Yes, it is absolutely a clear win for uh for Fredericton there. Um, assuming that nobody gets hurt and assuming that Eric has not figured out a way to run the goalie. <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, it's definitely a win for them, but he's got to, definitely going to make his, uh, earn his paycheck. Like if he gets through to the finals, I think we've already got the curry wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, no, it, it, but you know, uh, you know what else I noticed and I was looking over the last series uh what uh what nova scotia played um and i mean they were in tight with acadia that what a great series that was uh that one could have gone either way all the way to the all the way to the end um and eric is not afraid to throw those lines any which way now it's 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 pretty easy to do that when you know your your third liners are all seventy, you know all 73s it's easy to put them up and down the lineup uh where you want to but right um yeah no worries at all from uh, from Nova Scotia on totally blending those lines
1: yeah Uh, yeah it's it's a good thing to have like you you've got options um sometimes you don't know what where the chemistry is and uh if you can just keep changing it and find a new chemistry that's that's good to have those options, but I, uh, again, I don't think Freddie necessarily has those. So.
0: Yeah. But I mean, he even moved Nathan below up into the second pairing, which I was re- very surprised at, uh, because that is not a move I would have made myself. But again, I'm not in the conference finals here. Uh, I lost in, in five, I won one game against this Nova Scotia team. And that's exactly what, where I thought I was going to be, uh sitting actually afterwards i thought i might get to game six uh but i this team's just too strong for me yeah but but there's there's always hope there's there's a hope glimmer in the force and uh we're we're hoping that uh that somebody will take an asterisk away from their name yeah and move on forward here (laughs) yep all right so so that gets us through the uh, the Canadian conference finals, except for a prediction.
1: What do you have for this series? What are you thinking? Um, I think I'm gonna have to like i'm gonna go with my uh, with my heart, not so much my brain um, <laughs> because uh no secret that I'm not necessarily the president of the Nova Scotia Schooners fan Club. Um, I think I definitely want to see Mark, uh, win and at least get to the finals. He's actually not my favorite guy to win in the finals, by the way. Um, <laughs> we can get to that, uh, next round, but, uh, I think I would like to see Mark get to the finals and just, uh, knock Eric, uh, you know, smack that spark off his face, basically. <laughs> so I'll go, uh, I'll go, uh, Fredericton. I'm going to have to go seven.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I won't put it that way, but I will, <laughs> say, I will say that I think Vasilevsky is the difference in this series. I think he. I think that the goaltending will prevail. I. I think this year, the goaltending is was the strangest thing for the re rates and what the sim is looking at uh, when games are playing. I think that uh, it is going to be tough and this was my uh, look in the other series as well, it is going to be extremely tough for anybody to take down a goalie of Vasilevsky's uh, standards here. So I'm calling Freddie in seven myself as well.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't like where that might go if we're both wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, no, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So we're in agreement. Okay. Yeah. There we go.
0: Excellent. Um, so thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and giving your, uh, two cents about, uh, about this series. Uh, I know that, uh, your team had a great year and, um, at Horvat we're looking at him of course, uh, for maybe a, uh, maybe a little award at the end of the year. Never know.
1: Uh, at le- yeah, at least one. <laughs> probably well oh he's got at least one already well he
0: already has one yes that's yeah great. he already
1: right. has one so I think yes. he's uh, I think he's got to be a pretty solid candidate for the Gretzky so absolutely absolutely
0: all right well I really appreciate it Mike um uh,
1: enjoy hold on, your... hold on hold on oh Mike. yeah yes yes you go ahead you didn't mention Makar probably a favorite for the other one. Ooh. is he <laughs> I, I, he's gotta be yeah I, I'm sure I'm sure yeah look at look his the, points and look at his plus minus Kale McCarr man go, uh, defenseman of the year anyway all right let me
0: just take a look here I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked at, oh so it's all of course of the statistics are all of course playoffs right now here for me so yeah go into player statistics and get to the year of course it's slow now for me uh not playoffs regular season and defense all right go and this beautiful screen
1: it's just taking a moment to load and you know i see
2: i was
0: ju- just looking at it it was still sitting on the playoffs there for a second and the shots there's a guy that i can't believe it only had three goals so far in the playoffs and that's uh the brinket you know with uh right yeah. He's leading the league in shots. He's got a 97 scoring and he's got three goals. We didn't so.
1: talk we didn't talk about him a lot. Uh I know that he's a guy that Mark so he's been um pretty proud of himself for for yeah. drafting and he he obviously did pan he out pretty be. well. Uh Edmonton weather fan has been lamenting the fact that we didn't pick to brink it forever <laughs> but uh um, like I said, I, th- I think it's probably because he's, his stats are just not lining up right now, right? As good a player as he is, something's not right, but he's doing it by committee. So, yeah, I'll yeah, we'll see.
0: Okay, I'm yeah. looking at this. I'm looking at this McCarr, but I'm also looking at uh, another guy that's like only three points off him with two get- less games played, and his plus minus is a little bit higher. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, he did play on a absolutely stacked team in a in a very watered down uh, conference but but
1: yeah
0: <laughs> no there's a number of guys
1: <laughs> <up there. laughs> let so. the league and assist anyways whatever that's yeah, all yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's a story that's a story for another day. i just I, I just i just wanted to toot my own horn while i'm on <laughs> while I've got the microphone in front of me here so perfect all right all right mike much
0: appreciated thanks for coming on and uh We'll see how this series goes and uh, look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Yeah, you too. Take care.
0: All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Mike. Great stuff and great insight into what we might see in the Canadian Conference Finals. All right. Now I'd like to welcome to the show Jeff Prozeller, GM of the Havana Revolution, to talk about the World Conference Finals. Okay. Here we go with Jeff. (laughs) Right. I'd now like to welcome to the show Jeff Prozeller, GM of the Havana Revolution. And Jeff, I'm uh, I was really sorry to see your team bow out in that last round. Uh, you have an incredible team, and I, I I just look at what is going to be next year with uh, with three your three top players that I'm looking at there and four and look at Lindholm as well. Um, but McDavid, Drysait, <laughs> the the absolute envy
2: of the entire league. Uh sorry about that, but welcome to the show. Well, thanks Ian. You know, wish we were talking about my team still, uh but uh you know, uh, as they say in happy Gilmore, uh better luck next year. So uh with that we'll uh we'll move on and look at I guess uh, the world conference uh matchup for for this year for the finals.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about this World Finals. You you have a distinct uh, insight into the Chicago Tigers, for sure, as, having just played them. Um, so let's just get started by talking about uh, their past meetings. Uh, have
2: they met in the playoffs before? No, they have not. Um, That may, I I wish I had uh, done a little bit of digging to find out if um, Sheetle and Sean had met with different teams. But as far as the the Chicago Tigers and Spartans go, uh, no playoff history there.
0: Okay. And how about this year? How did their series go this year in the regular season?
2: So they did have four regular season games this year. um, And Chicago took three of them. Um, But they were all pretty close games. Um, The first one, 6-5 Chicago in overtime. Uh, Then they kind of a couple weeks later did the same thing, 4-3 in overtime. Um, And then um, nearing the end of the year, their last game was quite interesting. It was a 3-1 Chicago Tigers win. Um, but it got really feisty at the end of the game. There was a huge fight in the third period with um, like six or seven different fights um, going on the ice at the same time. So could be an interesting feisty series to watch. I love
0: it. That's well. That sounds fantastic. And that sounds like uh, a series I would like to watch. Um, that yeah. That leads right into uh, a good conference finals for the world uh, world conference and. I wonder if there were any injuries come out of, of that uh, of that brawl brouhaha, but I'll let you know what the injuries are for both teams going into this series. And there's not much. There's, both teams are relatively healthy going in. Uh, in Saint Louis, they're missing Zaitsev definitely for the first three games. I would say he might he might be able to play that that uh, third game if if the Saint Louis really needs him. Uh, but he's, uh, but he'll definitely be back in gate, by game four, and Mark Andre Fleury, whether they play him in game one or not, I'm not sure. Uh, he's he's a little bit a uh, little bit tired there, but he uh, he will definitely be back by game two, even if they don't start him in game one. On the other side, Chicago is missing their backup uh, Georgiev. and he is out definitely till game three at least and they may keep him out till game four. He is their backup so if uh if hill still stays healthy then might as well just keep riding hill but uh yeah chicago only with the one injury and it's their backup so and it's not for long so both teams really healthy going in actually
2: yeah it's kind of interesting actually you say that uh, that um Goregev is their backup. But actually, if you look at the numbers, um, he played much better um, for the Tigers than uh, than Hill did. And that okay. may be because he mostly played against the much weaker <coughs> cough London monarchs <laughs> um, than the much better, highly skilled uh, Havana revolution. And so you know Hill's numbers could just be a little bit reflective of the fact that I shelled him quite good. Um, although he did the same back, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see who he starts once, uh, once both goalies are healthy.
0: Okay. Yeah. That is interesting actually. So we shall see who, uh, who Chicago goes with. Now you're going to give us the ins and outs of this Chicago team. And this team actually quite like, it surprises me every time I look at it. I'm like, wow, this is a pretty good team. And obviously they have to be a really good team. Uh, to take out the revolution. So why don't you let us know all about
2: Chicago? Yeah. So Chicago is one of those teams that uh, they definitely have have a good couple skilled players, um, and they're they're finding ways to win. They're almost like you know um, like the scrappy Sens or uh, you know Montreal last year in the uh, the other league where they're just finding ways to get the small things done in the playoffs that you just need to get, need to get. And, you know, they've got some lines that are working very well. Their first two lines, um, you know, between Logan Couture and Kevin Faya, I mean, that's working very well. Uh, The second bird with, or sorry, the second line with uh, Wenberg and TJ Oshie is also doing, um, doing, Damage. They're all kind of in the good plus minus area, um, putting up nice points, um, getting the shots on net and obviously well balanced lines. So that's really working well for them. Um, And whatever St. Louis is going to do to try and shut those lines down um, is really going to be the key to victory for them, I think. I was not able to figure out how to get either one of those lines to, to just stop. Um, <laughs> but what I was able to do and, uh, and and the weak point of, of Chicago is their third line. Uh, the third line. Um, I'm just trying to look here. I think their third line is um, Teddy Bluger, Josh Norris and Zach uh, Aston Reese. And, Collectively, um, I think they're minus twenty uh, something. So there's definitely room there to to expose that line. Um, and you know, my team was able to do that to some degree. But uh, St. Louis is going to have to continue to pound away on that third line and maybe even the fourth line a little to uh, to take advantage. Um, the last kind of piece I noted as a as a weakness would be. And while it's weird. It's a strength and a weakness. Their starting goaltender, as I mentioned, um, Aiden Hill, or at least that's their top-rated goaltender, um, you know, has not put up nice numbers. A GAA of four nine four, save percentage under eight seventy five. So, it's not happy there. Um, but if they do get um, Grigov back, he's at uh, a GAA of one nine seven save percentage in 945 so wow. you know that could change things when he comes back in game three um i'll also say that he the, the tigers were even able to start brian elliott which i think is like a 60 something overall goalie <laughs> yeah. uh, in one game against me and uh even he put up decent numbers or 1.54 gaa and a 968 save percentage so the goaltending's a little iffy in Chicago. Um, a lot stronger, stronger in um, in St. Louis. But that, if it can continue to stand on its head at the lower end, it could work out. But uh, you know, it could be an issue as well.
0: Yeah, you know, those two goalies, Georgiev and Elliott, both in the sixties. Georgiev a sixty-five, and Elliott's a sixty-one. Like he's. Close to be in the 50s, but yeah. um, he has a bit of uh, experience in leadership as well, right? Elliot, uh, yeah, and that's w- what I'd expect in the playoffs to really uh come forward is experience and leadership. But then I look throughout the rest of this lineup, and it's, it's not chock full of it, uh, especially for that third line that you were talking about, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. where like looking at the other three teams that are left, uh, their third and fourth lines are just of experience and leadership and that's usually what you look at in the playoffs I mean what I've seen so far in the playoffs in in my experience here mm-hmm. um not uh not the case but I mean that's the one that you said got exposed so if uh if St. Louis can get to them a bit more uh then that they could do a lot of damage then too right again um we'll see okay All right. Well, I'm going to take a look at uh, St. Louis here and how uh, how they um, stack up. And they they're really really strong down the middle. You look at their top two centers. You got Kopitar and Scheifele, and wow, what a (laughs) Mark Scheifele sitting there as your number two center. That's pretty fantastic. And uh, I noticed that um, that Sean changes it up a bit. And the and uh, I was looking. I'm like, okay, I might have McCann here on the top line. I think McCann is. On his last uh, game, he had McCann down on the third line um, and just going for just a little bit more pure offense up top. Uh, so moving Keller up there with Kessel, of course, and the second line, Sharon Govich with uh flanking uh, Shifley. So, but here's a team that has that, uh, that experience and just a really solid third center, David Krejci. That's. I think that's where that what's this uh, that'll be a huge turning point in this series with, uh, with Krejci there. Uh, There's that experience, but also he's got all the other numbers across the board for offense too. So uh, we'll see if he can really uh, do some damage there against that third line Uh, fourth line, third line, fourth line, all perfect role players um, for Sean. And it seems like he's, he's, uh, he's found the, uh, the magic touch there with that, right? Like having the right guys in the right spots there, uh, playing that role. Sim seems to like that a lot of the time when you have those role players in the, in the third and fourth, and those uh, uh, those playmakers and and talented guys don't always um, don't always do it on that third or fourth line in this league. Uh, on defense, like I said, he he's going to be missing Zaitsev for a couple of games, and that's tough. But he's he's got a strong defense already with Giordano and Pesci. Uh, CC and uh, and it depends on who who he puts with CC here. He has lots of options. I think he normally goes with Shattenkirk the more offense on the on the third pairing, and goes with CC and maybe Irwin on that second pairing, getting a strong defensive pair with that. Um, and then uh, in goal, here's this is what I think wins the entire series right here uh, is Mark Andre Fleury he's he's uh a little bit fatigued right now he's at 97 percent, but i think he uh i you know he made a good move and brought in thomas grace uh mid-season as a backup because after that it falls off a cliff uh and it's a str- and it's a big drop from flurry to grace but after that it's it's an even bigger drop to his third guy in carter hutton so uh he's in really good shape having grace to back up uh florian G- grace probably starts that first game just just as so he doesn't want anything happening to mark andre but uh this team has lots of experience they have uh, a bunch of firepower they are really strong down the middle and they have an amazing goalie in flurry so i really like st louis's chances yeah. in this one i would give a humongous advantage in that to them but i mean we've seen We've seen uh, in other series that
2: the goaltender doesn't always do it, right? So, Yeah, you know what? I just have to read through this because uh, it's just warranted of mention at this point. Okay. So this year, in the month of February alone, the Spartans picked up um, Jared McCann, um, Thomas Grice, Phil Kessel, Mark Scheisley, Mark Giordano, and Brett Percy. <laughs> they built so a team in February. They built a team in February. Well, and <laughs> but that, that like alone. Fair that, that because of, yeah, because of how much other supporting cast he already had. But right. he, was, he was someone who obviously studied his team for the first couple months of the year knew what types of players he needed, and he made it very clear to the league, I'm going to go get those players, and I'm going to build a team. I have my strong goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury, and I'm going to you know, put this legitimate contender together. And I remember he struggled for a couple weeks after he made a bunch of those moves until he was able to shake out the lines and get the sim to kind of come around to some of the moves he'd made but uh now he's found his groove and uh it's you know it's a scary uh it's a scary groove i will say mark giordano was was a player that i was chasing as well and uh he made the move i didn't want to pay the price and uh maybe that's why he's in the finals and i'm not so uh so there you go um, but yeah i just thought it was interesting the number of moves that he made in the month of february to kind of really solidify this team yeah
0: yeah and and uh I mean he made no bones about it he's going for it this year and then it's like rightfully so you have Flurry right now as really one of the top two goalies in the entire league uh this year there there's there's a clear top two in the league and and they're they're I think well above in ratings well above the rest and uh yeah Go for it, absolutely. And I mean, Flurry's not going to re-rate next year to uh, to what he had this year, right? So, so yeah, go for it. You've got that. Uh, I believe he's, he's, he's his franchise player. He couldn't trade him anyways. Yeah. So, so yeah, perfect. Uh, he's he's got a lot of one-year deals left. A lot of UFAs going into the offseason season But you're not going to win it if you don't go for it. And uh, and good on Sean for. Pulling the trigger a number of times and and uh yeah, say this is it. Let's do it. Um yeah, exactly. And you know, I my guess is that uh Kopitar will be his uh franchise player at the end of the season. So he'll still have that and he'll still have Scheifele. He's still gonna have a great top two centers <laughs> going into next year. Uh he's gonna lose a number of other guys, but he's got uh yeah. He's yeah. got a great shot at it this year now. Absolutely,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, what uh, yeah. What's your predictor for this? What, what do you think? Uh, who has the advantage in in uh, in forward here?
0: In forward, I go with uh, St. Louis. Uh, that was top two centers. Just just do it right there, in my opinion. Uh, he's he's also got the that role player uh, third and fourth line, and he has the experience up front as well. Experience and leadership in the playoffs. They're supposed to be a big deal, right? So uh, he's got that too uh, up front. How about yourself?
2: Yeah, I mean, as much as I like Logan Couture and I like uh, I like some of the grittier forwards on the Chicago um, Chicago lines, I think his lines might be better balanced, um, and that could possibly create some trouble for St. Louis. I know that from experience. Right. Uh, but uh, I mean, just based on on. Pure, you know, name recognition and firepower. Uh, St. Louis has that. I'm going to give the edge to Chicago because I think they have the better, like, line setup. But, okay. you know, based on firepower alone, probably St. Louis. But uh, I'm going to go with Chicago and give them that, give them that plus. What about defense? All right. At defense uh, Defense was actually a lot closer than I thought it
0: would be, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Zaitsov out right now. Um, but that giordano addition was humongous uh he's just so good across the board he's not elite in any stat or any um category but he's just so good across the board and you want your number one defenseman to have a very good defense he defensive rating he has that he's good uh he's good he's a good passer he's a good he's a good score for a defenseman uh he's got experience in leadership uh he's not going to be taking penalties he's you know, still a good skater. Uh, yeah. And he can handle the puck. So uh, Giordano is a good number one. Um, after that, it's not as... It wasn't as deep as I thought it would be. Um, his third... Looking at third pairing, that could get exposed. Um, but, uh, yeah. How about, and with Chicago, let's just go back to Chicago here. Their defense... They are going to be really good, but right now it's, it's definitely Chicago. Uh, or sorry. It's definitely St. Louis. In my opinion, Devin Taves is going to take the biggest jump. I think next year of any player in the league, um, yeah. in their ratings here. But in the meantime, uh, he's good. He's looking at some of these numbers, uh, these ratings, he's, he's not far off a, a geo on a lot of stuff. However, experience and leadership, uh, again, are, are just so much better. So. Uh, but across the board, the defense as well for the defenseman is just better. I think in uh, in St. Louis. Yourself?
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I'm going to give the edge to St. Louis. I, I like Giordano addition. Obviously, I thought that was big. But even Brett Brett uh, Pierce, he's you know a great um, you know second pairing defenseman, mm-hmm. and it brings a lot to the table. It was funny. Um, I was, you know, trying to get both of them or sorry, I was trying to get one of them and St. Louis got both of them. Uh, so that was a real kick in the pants. But yeah, I think they're both great additions for St. Louis. The Tigers went out and did their own. They they grabbed Ethan bear, I think from the mm. uh, golden bears and, uh, and signed PK Subban in UFA. So, you know, they built themselves a nice little defense as well. And it's definitely serviceable. It just doesn't compare to St. Louis with those additions um, that, uh, that Sean made. So good on you, Sean. It, it's hopefully it pays some dividends because, uh, yeah, without that, you would be in tough shape.
0: <laughs> and it, well, I'll just, uh, I'll just make one small correction. Grizzly bears. Um, uh, oh, right, uh, yeah. the other one, uh, co- <laughs> the other one with that copyright, <laughs> but, uh, yes, the, definitely, uh, a nice addition there for, with Ethan bear. So that brings us to goaltending. And this is where, it's, for me, it's just no contest. I think um, Fleury's just going to take this series. If it was close anywhere else, um, again, personally, I'd be resting him game one. I don't know how everybody else rolls it with the with goalies, but um, I, you know, I would have the conf- confidence with this team to uh, to just let him come back to full and not risk um, losing him. Because if without him, it's it could be a close series. I think. But yeah, with, him, it's definitely with,
2: with the Flurry, it's it's really not much to, to compare, but uh, you're right. If, if something were to happen, um, you know, or if he's out a little extended period of time, um, you know, that, that even sings up a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. no contest. Marc-Andre Flurry, um, hands down, best, uh, best goaltender.
0: Yeah. But, and then, and then I'll say this, too. Even if Flurry was out, Grice is still the next best goalie in the series. So uh, he's, he's got that too, if he needs, I mean, I had grace to start the year and, and um, when he wasn't injured, uh, he was right up there, if not leading the league in a number of categories before I moved him. So um, he is, he is a very, very, very good backup. Um, But again, it'll be Flurry that'll, that'll take this series moving forward, in my opinion. So, I have a prediction for the series. I, I'm I'm calling St. Louis in six, um, just as I I myself, if I'm playing, it, I have uh, flurry rest in game one, and so we'll give. Uh, I'm just going to give Chicago that first game, and then uh, and then after that, uh, it'll be five more that uh, St. Louis will walk through to make it six. How about yourself?
2: Yeah, I have the same outcome. I have St. Louis winning, but um, I'm giving it seven. I, okay. I, I think that Chicago has some, some X factor and some gusto, and you can never discount what the uh, what the sim is really liking right now. And yep. you know, they just seem to have have it flowing. So, you know, uh, no difference to, to to St. Louis. And in fairness, they beat a very good Riders team to advance. Yes. So. You know, um, I think that that should go definitely mentioned that uh, that to to beat that team and to even be in the conference finals was uh, was a massive victory because Sylvan put together an unbelievable squad and and the Riders were were my biggest fear. I did not want to play them at any point in time. So Sean beating them is already a victory. <laughs> Um, but I, I do think you have one more to go and, and you'll make it off to the finals, but I think it'll take the seven. Um, Chicago's okay. got, got a little bit of grit in there that could make things interesting.
0: That's a very good point and the, you're right, the sim sim does what it wants when it wants and uh, and Chicago's got it going on. You're right and of course, that Reykjavik team is just incredible. I, I expected them in I expected them in the final, final four for sure in the world conference. I think that there's, I I thought that there was four really strong teams, uh, in the world. Um, but I love what Chicago's done this year. They have surprised me every step of the way. And they just, and when I look at them, I shouldn't be surprised that they have a very good team. And Logan Couture, uh, is a fantastic, uh, number one guy and, and, and leader up front as well. Um, I'm looking forward to a good series and, uh, and I, boy, I sure appreciate you coming on and talking about about the teams and uh, and I wish you all the best of luck for next year. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the summit.
2: Yeah, I will be there. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to the summit. If you are going to be there, then I'll see you there. If you're not uh, yet registered and you're on the fence, uh, definitely pull the trigger and and join us. It'll be a lot of fun if you if you can make it. Uh, I think. Uh, you you definitely won't be disappointed. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing you and so many that I've met at the last summit, as well as a a bunch of, uh, people I haven't met there. So, um, get, uh, get on in. I know we're, we're adding a one or two every two weeks or so. I see another name pop up there that they are confirmed attending. So I think it's growing. Uh, I hope we hit 20 by, uh, 20 or more by the, uh, by the actual summit. That would be fantastic. So, but we'll see. All right. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Take care, Ian. You too. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. I'd like to wish the best of luck to our four conference finalists Mark McRae of the Frederick Film Express, Eric Steiner of the Nova Scotia Schooners, Sheetal Kara of the Chicago Tigers, and Sean Gallagher of the St. Louis Spartans. I'd also like to thank again. Mike Franceschini of the Edmonton Supersonics, and Jeff Prozeller of the Havana Revolution for coming on and talking all things Conference Finals. If you have any ideas for the podcast or if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, just DM me at SICHLRockies on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.